0: Good afternoon, and welcome to Lunchtime Series with Kevin, where we add value to people's lives, happening every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 12 on ebizradio.com. You can catch the Lunchtime Series on all major podcast channels, and for the Lunchtime Coaching segment, joining me for our hashtag candid conversations with my cousin, all the way from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the USA. (laughs) Lauren, how are you doing?
1: Hi, Kev. I am doing so amazing. Um, Everything is, it's a magical day. So thank you so much for having me on today. It's, uh, it's great to be with you again.
0: Uh, absolutely. It's always, it's always a pleasure to have you. And uh, so to kick straight into it, uh, you recommended us chat to someone that you've, you've actually worked with. And, uh, you know, don't you want to give us a slight intro of, of, of who we're going to chat to today?
1: Yes, Kev. So, you know, in the spirit of our segment, Candid Conversations, we have discussed a lot of people that we want to talk to, to really reveal what's happening um, now and in the future and to have the open conversation candidly so that it's not overly edited or overly um, produced. So I I had come across a business coach that I was looking for in my life and I came across Franklin from get the edge coaching group. Frank is a performance business coach who works with individuals and entrepreneurs to streamline and grow their businesses essentially i've worked with him personally and i just knew that you know once we we worked together that we had to share what frank had to offer to the conversation we were having about business about mindset in business a really 360 holistic approach so it was, yeah. um, I got so much value from it. So I'm happy to introduce uh, Frank Lind, all the way from uh, Fort Lauderdale, I guess, or Boca, Florida, <laughs> USA. So welcome, Frank, so much to our uh, Candid Conversations with
0: Kevin and his Thanks, Lunchtime Frank. series.
2: Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me on the, on the show today. Appreciate that. Awesome.
0: Thank you for being here. Yeah, so Frank, I mean, like to kick it off straight away, don't you want to sort of just give us some insight? I mean, like Lawrence already shared with uh, us, uh, like what what it is you do and who you are, and I uh, just want to sort of give us a bit of an intro of of you and and
2: what it is you do. Sure, absolutely. Um, uh, my job is to um get people aligned with their vision. I mean that that's the simple way of looking at it. But it's, it's more about um, having them become accountable for what they do in their business. Um, so many times we get so wrapped up in what I've found over the, the course of the last several years is that uh, as a business owner, you, you're overwhelmed. Um, you have so many things in front of you, so many things to do. You're being tugged in so many di- different directions. You know, you see something online that says go with YouTube. You have another one that says go with Instagram, another one that says go with you know, you're just tugged everywhere. And uh, business owners, they, they try it, you know, they, they go for that shiny object. And my goal is to get them focused on that one thing. What are we trying to accomplish? And when they realize that, wow, one thing, now that's, that's it, <laughs> you know? Uh, and and they yeah. they find out that the mindset is really what it, it, it comes down to. Their mind is, you know, going in all kinds of different directions because we are easily distracted as humans, not just as business owners. All right. Um, and we kind of go in all these different directions so, my job is to say let's let's pick something that we can work on what 's the most valuable thing within your business right now that we could spend the next four, eight weeks really focused on that's going to help you create more revenue and it's my job to kind of keep that ball rolling that's that's it in a nutshell fantastic Lots of I know that
0: you you wanted us as well you also mentioned that you know there's a good conversation to be had and uh, right. Something that's also sort of piqued our brains as well is the future of business. You want to you set the tone for us on that?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm living in South Florida and we're all having a slightly different experience. So my experience is we are seeing the end of a certain pandemic here anyway in Florida. I don't, I don't want to compare it to the rest of the world. I know South Africa is having their own experience. I know most of America is having their own experience. But when you yeah. live in America, living in a state, it's kind of like living in your own little country. So we are, in a way, business as usual. So we, we might be leading the forefront of that in, in some regard. What that brings me to, and, and I, I'm a visionary. I love being ahead of the curve. I like thinking about what's coming up or even thinking about what to create next for yeah. what's coming up. And one of my um, what's really on my mind is two things what is the uh, future of business entrepreneurship? You know, what's the future of small businesses all over the world? What is the future of entrepreneurs? How, how do those two things look in the future? And I don't mean, you know, 2036, I mean, next week, next year, everything is moving so fast. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's a very open question but it's an interesting one because I think that a lot of people's worlds have changed and it will be interesting to see what happens in the future. Do we go back to a normal that we used to have? Is it semi-normal? Is it completely transformed? What yeah. is it?
0: And, and Lulz, just to add to what you're saying, I think, you know, what also on that question is, Frank, if you could share like your, your perspective on this is because we, we tend to want to go back to what we know and we like the way we used to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much evidence to prove that that's not the reality. That's not where the world is moving, right? So it's a, it's a fascinating question.
2: Yeah, I, I think that a lot of times, as you mentioned, it's just it's human nature. We, we, we tend to gravitate towards what we know. Um, the, 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 what I like to keep my clients and in, in my business owners that I work with is that keeping them fresh, um With new ideas and new thoughts, I had a conversation with a client just the other day and and she was telling me you know I, the techniques that we're doing it's, it's sometimes i I push back on you, but um when I realized how well that I take to it later and how I could pull from it uh, on on other things moving forward, it makes it easier to 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 really understand and that's really what it's about is giving giving business owners the tools they need so that they could pull from those things and use them later so that they're not just stuck with the same old, same old. The only way we're going to be able to shift is to have new ideas and new thoughts about new things. And that way we're able to say, you know, let's make some changes. Um, kind of going back to what Lauren was saying is that, you know, as business owners, we're going to have to shift and pivot a lot faster than we ever have. Um, we know things in a drop of a hat could change. Um, and again, being able to and honored to work with Lauren and, and, and Christian is that, you know, knowing that that, at any moment can shift. And having them have the right tools to go, you know what, it doesn't matter if it shifts. We're ready, we're prepared, and we're, we're gonna take this on You know the way it should be. Um, and again, that comes down to mindset. Um, how do we do that? How do we, how do we really get them prepared for that? And there's exercises to do that because again, it's, it's like anything else, nobody wants to change. I mean, it's, it's scary, um, it's new, and all those things that come with it. But once we start to familiarize ourselves with doing it on a regular basis, it makes it easier and, and, and prepares us for those things.
0: Yeah. So uh, one of the questions that always, uh, that I always find fascinating is, is is, uh, especially, you know, from a coach to a coach, uh, you know, what is the one thing that, that, that really people really need to start focusing on? And what is that one thing that, that, that you're noticing from a coach's perspective that needs to change with, with, running a business, being an entrepreneur, the future of how we do life and work?
2: Um, I'd I like to say that fear is probably our biggest obstacle. And, <laughs> and I know it, sound, it sounds so canned and it sounds like, oh, fear, but it is it is true. Um, we tend to fear so much. And that's kind of what keeps us mm. from accomplishing those goals, whatever they it's are. True. Um, and, and usually we have pre uh, like pre-ideas of what we're going to say prior to it happening because of fear. Um, We have the same, it's like walking into a store and you know, what do they say to you? Can I help you? No, just looking, it's the same phrase. Um, Our mind is kind of set up the same way. It it fears, so it comes up with the same canned responses. And those canned responses are what keep us from going any further. You know, I can't do it, I don't have, you know, the right uh, team, I don't have the amount of money, I don't have, you know, all these things that were just canned Praises, we say them to ourselves, and they keep us from accomplishing those goals we want. Um, and that—that's kind of scary. So people don't like, you know. Again, we—we—we we, we live in that—that that comfort zone, and uh, we have everything we want. I think, as a society, we're very spoiled. If I can go out and say that, um, we have a lot of things that we that at our at our fingertips. We can get anything we want. You know, I can snap my fingers and have somebody deliver me coffee to my door. Um, it makes it very easy. Um, and, and I don't think people realize that you have to step outside of that comfort zone and be, be afraid once in a while, be scared, um, Mm. and be able to say, Hey, you know what, it it, it might not work out. And that alone mentally is going to prepare you for other things. So I think fear is the thing that really holds back a lot of business owners. Um, and and I see it a lot and it's, it's a challenge, but once they overcome that, it's, it's such an easy road, such an easy road.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Los, I mean, uh, in terms of, uh, I mean, you, you're running more than one business at the moment, and there's, there's more on your plate. In, in itself, do you, do you relate to this? Like, fear like oh, yeah. was one of the things, like, <laughs> oh my God, i what the hell to do now. What's the, how, like, what's the next best thing here?
1: Well, it's kind of funny that you say that because Frank did ask me during What About Sessions, do I think I'm fearless? except um, the answer was yes, but it was in a way that he did not expect. He expected people to be more excited about being fearless. I guess I was more concerned. I am not fearless. I do have fear. I will always take the opportunity to see what's on the other side. So I guess that makes me not fearless. Maybe it's like curiosity in a way that will drive me through the fear. But the fear is still there, and I've got to tell you, the fear, it keeps me, the strong fears are no good. I mean, those canned responses, those, uh, you know, those old school habits, the old drudgery, that's no good. But the fear I have, I guess, the, the nerves I get when I go out and, and have a meeting or I'm doing a presentation or I'm on a shoot, or I've had to produce a shoot and it has to be successful, that fear is there all the time and it keeps me really on my toes, But Frank has had me drive through other fears. You know, my two businesses are in two very different industries. Um, One would think the other, the one of them is a very male dominated industry, a big fear I've had Um, Mm. (laughs) sort of going into that. Like, how is, how am I going to be perceived here? And just to find ways to get through it, you know, it's, it's a daily habitual change. And I will say that for me personally, I think it goes as fast as you're willing to go, but sometimes it also goes slow because you're building from the ground up and you're, you're taking your time and you one day wake up and it just escalates, you know, because you've been so consistent with your habits. So it, it is real. I do think that though moving into the future um, entrepreneurship will change I think the entrepreneur itself is going to change from the guy in the high-rise building to the guy who's the person who's self-employed or is growing a company, a small business, to people who are looking to be 100% sustainable in their lives, in business and work, moving to you know, large pieces of ground, building sustainability while building business at the same time. I know people who are living off cryptos. Doing that, yeah. so I do yeah. see it emerging here more. I see similar things in South Africa, on as in a slightly different way. People coming up with, and South Africans are renowned for this, because we've always had great need for something or another, and where where there's a need, we come up with brilliant ideas. I mean, South Africans are just renowned for solving problems. You know.
0: Uh-uh sorry Lars, but like that leads me to one of the questions here is you know uh, frank and i I, mean, I don't know if you've experienced this as well but location independent solutions so mm-hmm. you know so so that we're not bound by the location that we're in are you finding that as a trend in business are you finding that uh, you know and also how does that apply to entrepreneurs and big corporates do you you know, are, are we doing more of that? Are you finding that as well, from a from a coaching perspective?
2: Yeah, the the, the great the great part about it is that I feel everything is kind of breaking down. Um, you know, the medical field's breaking down, the religious field's breaking down, the government's breaking down, entrepreneurship is breaking down. I mean, it's all kind of breaking down, which I feel is great um, because it's a shift that we're, we're going to we're going to see in in, in the world. And, you know, again, when I was growing up, I was listening to what Lauren says when I was growing up, my father would always say, well, the company is going to take care of us. You know, the company is going to say we've got money, in, you know, um, put aside, for it's very interesting. you know, all that has changed that that no longer applies. Um, now it comes down to we need to take care of ourselves. We'll put money aside and we'll we'll do that by however we feel like, again, crypto or, or uh, real estate or any of those other forms of of monetary gain that we can use for our benefit, we're gonna decide that as entrepreneurs. Um, we're not no longer gonna give our money to a 401k and have somebody, you know, lose it. You know, I was I was my mother was very unfortunate. She had saved her whole life for a 401k, went in the next day and it was completely gone. Every penny was gone. Um, was that so, the recession? Yeah. So she walked in this you know back in I think it was 2008, Um, when she was going through all this stuff that, you know, they were doing with the the prime loans and all that fun stuff. And she walked into the bank and they said, you have no money anymore. And she had worked her whole life for that, that whole amount of money. And it was gone in a matter of a second. Mm -hmm. So, so I think right now entrepreneurs are, are, and even business owners are looking for new ways for that not to happen, where they're going to be like, I'm going to take control of my life, my family, my funds, and I'm going to have to do things our way. And that does that does require a different mindset because there are people still out there that are going, well, they're going to, you know, the government's going to take care of us. You know, we're going to be OK. Well, things are going to shift because at the drop of a hat, anything can change, as we already have seen, unfortunately. Um, But that that new mindset, you know, again, like Lauren and and her her companies, this is these are these are groundbreaking companies that that said, you know what, no more. We're, We're doing this ourselves we're going to make it work. And if it's, if it comes down to it, it's because of us, we didn't make it, not because of somebody else. Um, And that really makes you push a little bit harder. Um, So I see the change there. That's so true, you know, and, and Keva,
1: it's, uh, and thank you for that, Frank. I appreciate you saying that because it is, it is the driving force behind our businesses is that, we have realized, and coming from another country, having lived in a different democracy, having brought up in apartheid, whatever the story is, I'm now in a position where I've put myself in a position where I have to decide I have to make my own decisions, make my own wealth. But with that said, I wanted to come back around to what you said about you know the one location um, entrepreneur. And, you know, I was reading this, um, it's a COVID response company. They do some research to see how society is, you know, doing during this uh, interesting time. Uh, It's called uh, McKinsey.com. And they've said that during their research, they've only noticed that only about 20% of jobs out there in the world are actually more efficient done remotely. So they believe that there's going to be a strong push to people coming back to physically in, in contact, you will, there will always be now this remoteness the way we're doing it. I mean, if we, Kev, you, when, when, when the pandemic came, you pivoted faster than most humans I've ever seen pivot. Um, (laughs) you know, you were like, what is this device that I need to use on and talk to other people? We used to have Skype, I guess, you know, back in the day, but, I'm sure it's still out there, but we we had other options, and we started using them. Now, it will be great to be back in person. Maybe there's something to that. Uh, what happens when people are in the same room? Uh, you know both of you could speak to that dynamic. But they do say, you know it's not all what we think it is. People are very remote, but even the remote place that I work in once a week, there's an off it's an office. Everyone's just rented an office space. They don't work for each other, but they all work together as a group now, and it's even better. You need a lawyer, you need a this, you need a that. they're all in the same building. so it's actually amazing.
0: yeah, so I mean, Frank, to that point, so do you find that i mean because remote working is what it is, and you know it has its ups, and for me i I love working remote. I get to do this you know with people all over the world now. Uh, but, you know, there, there is an essence of connection that, that I think, uh, and that, you know, some, some studies are actually showing how people are losing a lot of connection and they, they're getting depressed. They're feeling really yeah. stunted and, you know, they can't find that connection. And they also get into the habit of just doing that usual kind of life that they have now working remotely so they they even extend that 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 extension of of disconnection is even more impactful what do you like what is the solution to that what is what is your opinion about that
2: yeah i i think that there's for me i think that the, the the disconnect is 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 a is a bigger bigger picture i don't think that the disconnect is basically just us not being able to get together i think it's the the opportunity where you're being forced not to be able to get together. Um, And that, that puts a different stress on you than being able to say, Hey, I can get together with Kevin and Lauren anytime I want opposed to you can't get together with them, go online. Um, So, so I think that 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 plays with our heads a little bit and that is depressing. Um, But again, I, I just, as a matter of fact, you know, I was listening to Lauren and I, I had uh, just quoted a, a client who wants me to go to Orlando and do a seminar. And all I was thinking of was, do I really want to drive all that way? I mean, <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like before I would be jumping in a car, take a drive. I'm going to have a good time, you know, but now it's like, is it worth it? You know, and, and we start to rethink everything because it's now a, it, I don't want to say a dis, an inconvenience, but we're starting to think differently about how we approach it. Now, again, we're going to have a um, an opportunity to meet with a lot of business owners for we call it a business mixer in a couple of couple of days at at a local restaurant. And we have to get and we get together. So we have that opportunity to shake some hands and give some hugs and be able to talk to each other again. But um, if if you don't, if you feel that it's something that you don't want to do, you don't have that. You don't have to. Um, So I think it's, it's having the opportunity to say yes or no. Is what's driving people a little bit batty, um, because when the government says you can't do it, that makes that's that's depressing in in a lot of ways. Um, And but be able to be able to go, hey, you know what? I don't know if I want to drive that far to Orlando because it's just kind of you know an inconvenience. What (laughs) three and a half
1: four hours ish.
2: Yeah, you know, in a straight line. Yeah, we we can go on Zoom. You know, it's yeah.
1: <laughs> It's true. It's true. I mean, we we do miss the human connection, and I guess the idea is that now we can choose. Like, do we want to yeah. go in on the connection or don't we? Yeah. We don't have to. And Absolutely. I think, you know, that emerges a whole new entrepreneur as well. You know, it's it's. Um, I've seen a lot of people take on currently like social enterprise instead of just taking on enterprise this their enterprises are becoming more social and they're you know kev the the people here are starting to care a lot about what you give away people are becoming vigilant um and i want to say that and i don't want to compare the two but south africans live in a state of vigilance that you can't imagine so It's interesting to watch people become vigilant of their surroundings, vigilant of the person next to them, vigilant of of what's happening. And now, start and when they do, they start to really care and they have a lot of power that they actually put forward. Now, a lot of enterprises are giving away, you know, slicing off 10% on the top of their profit and giving it to a good cause, something that people care about, and still making a profit. They're not a charity but they understand giving a little uh, and keeping the rest is, is a good balance for your business and for sustainability in the future. So yeah. social enterprise is becoming huge on this side of the pond. And I can only imagine enterprise in general is probably gonna be picking up in South Africa, I hope very soon as well as the pandemics clear out and, and people come up with amazing ideas.
2: I think that that's what that's what's going to breathe. That uh, you know, in in all in times of pressure, we create those diamonds. And and I think that you know we're all being we're all being pressured in some form or another. Um, As you mentioned, when I when I first started, and I was a I was a shake your hands, go out and meet coach. I was I I did not I did nothing on Zoom on anything on online. Um, (laughs) I had to learn what Zoom was. I thought it was a TV show when I was (laughs) growing up. And I was like Zoom and it was it was a, it was scary i mean i was i was fearful of it i'm like i don't know anything about it i'm going to lose clients you know they're going to be like how you know how do we get online you know there's interruptions my dog barks all these things went wrong now it's now it's second nature my dog barks they laugh and we move on you know <laughs> yeah. um, you know if we get disconnected we reconnect it's not a big deal um, it's just so second nature Um, But I think that, you know, having those options is going to create more opportunity for people. And we have to look for the opportunities, not so much what's not happening, but what do we see that we can actually benefit from? Not as not as only humans, but as entrepreneurs. Yeah. So, I mean, Frank, one of the questions that I that I have here
0: as well is um, from a from a leadership perspective, you know, like we uh, it's something I I'm very passionate about and. Uh, very often get involved with, but you know, from your perspective, what is what is the leadership, uh, the most important leadership lesson um, that that we need to learn, and that that's currently you know big on the radar kind of thing.
2: Um, it, in my my experience, is that leadership is is a display of um, being able to follow what somebody is setting forth. So, so what I mean by that is that, you know, are we setting examples? And, and I think very rarely do we set the right examples as leaders. Um, those examples have to be led. You know, I, I lead a lot of teams, you know, here where I'm at, um, online and offline. And one of the things that people always ask me is, what do you do? And I'm, I said, I lead by example. Um, if I'm going to show up, they got to show up. And it's, it's about showing up and showing up. So those things have to be led by the leader. The leader has to set the tone for how they want the culture of the business, how they want the culture of the organization, how they want the culture of, of the family, however that is, they set the tone. And that that leadership can be can be taught, but it has to start with with that initial leader to to lead the way um, and be able to set forth, you know, a great example. Whatever I do, I I, I you know. In, in, in any corporation, I always say, well, how's the leadership? You know, and, and usually if it suffers, so is the company. The company is going to suffer. You know, I, did, yeah. I did a seminar for, um, for an organization, and I, sat, you know, I sit down the whole table. And one of the things that we did was um, based off of Howard Hughes, and if you're familiar with Howard Hughes, he was one of the wealthiest men in the world for a very long time here in America. And um, he, would, he would buy an organization, and he would dress up. So he had, a, he had this um, habit of dressing up like, you know, if he bought an airline, he would dress up like a baggage handler and he'd go <laughs> see how, how it was, you know, he'd walk That's around. That's a great right idea. Never, yeah. And then he'd see how, hey, how's things going here? And they'd, they'd tell him all the problems. He's the new guy, right? <laughs> oh, and so then weird. he would take off his costume and he'd say, well, here's the changes we're going to make. And so I kind of set up a program similar to that where, you know, the owner would sit and listen to their team talk about how the organization was, be very transparent about it. And, um, and I had one of the, one of the um, employees say to the, to the owner, you're never here. And, and he was like, kind of looked at him, and, and I kind of just sat there, and he goes, you aren't. When I have questions, you're not there to answer them. So how do I find my answers? I have to find them myself. And that's a challenge. Now, that kind of, that kind of leadership is him not only bringing me on board to do that, which takes leadership, yeah. but he, had, he has to listen to every employee tell him, the challenges that that company's having. And I've, I, I, Kevin, I've had, I've had uh, business owners go, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm sure. Seriously, yeah, they're like, I, I don't want to do I, this. Imagine, yeah. yeah, it's too hard. This is hard. I don't want to hear it. And, and by doing that, you know, it kind of it, it shuts the doors. But that's a true leader, somebody who's willing to go, I need to hear what, what you have to say. This is important to me and the company. And that really kind of pushes them to the forefront. So I think leadership starts with example. Setting that example yeah
1: I could yeah. I totally agree with that I will say um, my my one business is in its infancy really it's just starting it's a small business but it's going to scale into a very large business hopefully uh, that's the plan and to to know that in order for me that's my dream I, I'm not doing that for anybody else it's just you know what I want to do but I and you know, Frank and, and all the mentors I've ever had, all the conversations I've ever had, all the training I've ever had, great business coaches like Frank have really driven that home, which is why we've taken our time, you know, really, because it's not just learning about business, it's learning how to lead people, how to suddenly sit in front of somebody and listen to that, um, yeah. you know, and then be humble and have humility on it. and. It's smart. At the end of the day, it's smart. I mean, we, but we have feels about it, right? We're human and we haven't had the opportunity to explore these feelings. So to sit in a space like that for me is actually heaven. I love that level of uncomfortability because it's controlled, it's mediated, but you can actually, you're now in a space where you get to learn things that people will generally not tell you. And the gems that are in that uh, mud, so to speak, are incredible. And I I know that, like my business, I'm building it slowly, but I know at some point it's going to be, the last piece of the puzzle will be inserted. It will always be a changing organism, but it will have a a solid foundation with, um, I'm hoping, very great leadership. And, you know, (laughs) I don't think that, I think leadership is not that easy. I think it's actually a very difficult. A position to put yourself in although i think some people are just driven to want to do it regardless <laughs> so, yeah, but i do think people can learn they can learn to be leaders as well you know
0: Absolutely. Um, before i get to my next question do you have a, a question that you want to ask lars go for it
1: now you go for it Kip.
0: um because uh, what uh, listen to you guys now is like one of the things that that's um that's that's I think so important and uh, uh, for a lot of people that, you know, struggle with this in leadership is is how do I make the next best decision? You know, and I think, you know, I mean, you're touching on it, you know, sitting down with uh, your employees, getting that feedback, it's like straight on accountability, like don't, don't don't, mess around here. Like these are your employees. Take responsibility for what's not happening right here. That's, that's uh, like a very obvious way. What, what else do we do Like in terms of how do I create better decisions? How do I make better decisions for my business, for my employees, for my life?
2: You know, it's interesting that, that you know the, the, the way anything that, that I've done is that business owners tend to think they have to have all the answers, and they don't. Um, they can turn to the people that they put in these positions to give them and help them with the answers that they need. That's why they're there. Um, you know, again, I had a, 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 the honor of going to Providence, Rhode Island, and I flew there to meet with a sales team. And they were, the problem that they were having, the challenge was is when they brought me on board, they said, Frank, we have um, two sales teams. We have the young sales team and the older sales team, and they, they don't get along. And I was like, okay. And they said, what we'd love is for them to get together and and work as a team. And if they could, we probably would – our revenue would go through the roof. And I'm like, okay. So they brought me out for a keynote, and and we went into a seminar, and and we kind of talked a little bit about it. the first thing I said is – all right, you know, everybody stand up and I want you guys to switch seats because I don't want anybody sitting with somebody that they're familiar with. We got 200 sales guys looking at me like, who the hell is this guy, right? What the hell? And yeah. so we kind of split up. And then, um, you know, I said at each table, I want you guys to talk about some of the challenges that you're having in, as a sales rep and, and talk to somebody from the young group and the older group and you guys mingle. And um, and they were able to do that and write down all the ideas. And then I said, and then I want you to talk to your to the owner about it. And I had a lady tap me on the shoulder at the end of the seminar, and she said, I've been here for 17 years, and I've never had my opinion heard by anyone in this organization. And oh, she wow. was the secretary of the CEO. Oh, wow. And, and she said, I've been dying to give my opinion. And she goes, to have, my, to have my boss listen to me was was great. And she goes, I've never had that before. So, I mean, things like that to me really stick in my mind again, that was, you know, three or four years back, but it'll, I'll always remember her tapping me on the shoulder and just saying, you know, uh, to be able to, to say what's on my mind and to say what I think would help the company grow or help the company better become better is, is an honor. And once you have the buy-in from your employees and, and they're willing, I mean, I'm, I'm strong in the teams. I, I think a team is a, a great thing to have. You know, when I have my business, my team was it. They, they mattered more to me than anything. Um, you know, when they say customers first, no, my team was first. And uh, and everything that they did was to become the best at what they did. I would groom them to be to be me, and that that's that's what I wanted. I wanted them to be leaders. I wanted them, and they they all went on to do great things. Um, and that's that's the kind of thing that you want to put forth as a leader in, in an organization. How can I turn them into to me, so that they can do their own thing and create their own businesses, um, mm. and, and by having that opportunity, um, once once a, a leader, or an owner, or a CEO, or business owner is able to say, you know, to the janitor, what do you think? You know what what can we be doing better here and they tell me trust me they've got an opinion um yeah, i've heard yeah. of yeah. <laughs> yeah, them they've, they've got things they've been wanting to share for a long time <laughs> oh, wow that's going
1: to be interesting to watch and
0: listen now yeah, we take that for granted like we take you know because it's the cleaner and you know someone who's yeah every day you just kind of see them uh, and you don't really say hello, kind of thing.
2: Absolutely.
0: Yet they have an opinion. They know so much more than you're actually giving them credit for.
2: Yeah.
1: They yeah. And so I'm, much. it's, it is amazing. I'm super passionate about stuff like that. I'm, I really want to see who's around the people that, as I'm growing my team, I want to invest in these human beings. I really don't want to do the same thing we've always done and hire on the dollar and it's, It's this minimum wage. I want to invest. Our our business can only be what I'm envisioning for it if those people feel seen, heard. And listen, you know, our South African um, culture is very tribal, okay? We are a tribe of many nations, but we are a tribe. And tell any of us we're not. And all of us get together real fast, right? <laughs> we are only allowed to fight with ourselves and each other. It's, it's a weird thing. But it's, it's interesting how that has helped me a lot in bringing teams together. Um, slowly, like figuring out who matches who and just utilizing all sorts of great things, but really finding the people who are passionate and helping you forward your business. The truth is not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. You know, I have one particular person in my life that is part of our team and she does. She told me, I don't want to be an entrepreneur, but I would love to help you manage your own business. Mm. Gold, you know. She's not going to run away. She's involved and she's part of the family. But one of the things that I am finding with people in general, entrepreneurs, and that the ability to take the shift and make the shift, and this comes to my next question is, And it's probably leads into the question of fear. I I do experience two very different mindsets in America versus South Africa, where I get to spend some time
2: and in America where I run my
1: businesses. I I don't think people believe in themselves that much. I, I, I know this is a very general thing to say, but a lot of the people that are in this shift mode, they're like, you know, I, I, I want to, but I can't. and, and I know it's a mindset shift, but it, it's it, it's like really becoming quite stark. You know, what do you say to a person who is in this limbo, you know, um, other than the usual stuff, go for it, you can do it. You know, what do you say to a person who's thinking of starting a business, but they're absolutely just stuck, stuck mm. and terrified? Yeah. You know, and I will say setting up a business in America is, it's no easy joke, but it's easier than South Africa. So, it the, the bureaucracy is just different. Um, yeah. But what do you say to someone like that? What do you say, Frank? What would you say?
2: Yeah. the The interesting thing is is that um, you know over the course of my my business and, and having my own company, I, I had probably four or five assistants, and I went through them over the course of about twelve. 12 years and I was fortunate enough to have one of them reach out to me recently and once wanted to be coached and I was I was a little surprised at that and um, and she said I want to start my own company and um, and I'd like you to coach me and I said well this is completely different than us working together I'm you know what I mean there's there's exercises involved and there's it's a it's a a lot of work you know I'm not trying to talk you out of it but it's hard (laughs) if you want it now is the time to turn back (laughs) And she said, no, I, I, I want to do this. And, and I said, okay. So, so I brought her on as a client recently. And, and one of the things is, is that every week I check with her. So how are you doing? You know? And she gives me that. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm okay. okay. Tell me the truth. How, you, how are you doing? She goes, I'm scared. I go, okay, great. Now we're on something. You know, I, I, just, I need you to be honest and transparent. And um, and we set that we set that relationship up early. And even though we know each other and, and we work together, and you know, she went off and did her thing and, and led a team and led several teams actually. And she came back, she's like, I need to start my own business. I I can't I can't do this anymore. I can't work for corporate. I need I need to be able to be my own boss. And I said, Okay. So I said this to do that, you you have to, you know, we go back to the fearless part. You, you have to be, a, you know, I use the, the term lion and go out there and hunt because as a business owner, you're going out and bringing back the food and you're, you're bringing it back to the den so everybody can eat. Are you prepared for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Next week comes, how you feeling? I'm a little scared. Okay. All right. Well, tell me about it. Um, I feel like I'm investing a lot of time and money in something and I'm not sure if it's going to work. Okay. Where, where do you get this information from? Well, you know, I, I talk to people. Why are you talking to people? you know what, who you, you talking you, to <laughs> yeah it's, it, if you want to get something the reason the reason this system works is because you have to you have to follow the process um and and again i know exactly what you're going through because i went through it and that's that when you could talk to somebody who's been there it makes it so much easier i've been there i've talked to myself i've been scared i've been frightened I, you know I, I'm i'm going i go up the mountain alone when it's dark and all those scary places, I you know, shine a flashlight in a dark place. And I mean, I've been there, so I know what you're dealing with. But what you have to do is you have to push past it because on the other side of that is where the light is. But you have to keep going. And most people don't want to go that far. They, they're like, eh, this is, you know, this is too much. So that's where you create that big why. What is it? Why are you doing what you're doing right. to get what you want, Okay. If your why isn't big enough, it's not going to sustain the beating you're going to take on your way there. It's not. It, it's, it, you know, it's a colorful way of putting it, but you're going you're to take a beating on your way. But you have to know what's the reason you're going for what you're going for. Is it, if it's for money, turn back because it's, it's, it's not about money. It's, it's, it's got to be something that you want. And she said, I, I want my – and this is what she tells me. She says, I want my son someday to look and say, my mom did this. For me no and i said that's your why and you hang on to that when everybody else is telling you you can't do it and she does yeah. every week she 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 looks at that big why you know her son is that big she, why i mean it gives me chills just talking about it she you know that's what she wants so incredible. yeah it takes that drive and, and yeah fear fear is that thing that's in your head and you just you got it you got to work past it every single week so just don't stop just keep going don't
1: stop no matter what
2: absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> just, <keep going>. yeah.
1: <laughs> just laugh just laugh and keep going and look like a crazy person it's all good
2: <laughs> absolutely absolutely we're here for the experience that's yes. all it is i mean what
1: else are you going to do you might as well
2: Yeah, absolutely
0: but I, I mean to to add to that question like because uh, you know and lauren and i often find that we are quite in sync when we just just thinking because my next question was when I look in the mirror, how should I react to myself? <laughs> I mean, I, I know for, uh, you know, for my daughter, I, I grew up in an environment where, and, and Lauren, you know this, our families didn't kind of go, you are amazing. You are the best. You, you can do this. Th- that's not what we grew up with. So, you know, when I, with my daughter, from the age of three years old, I've been telling her. See yourself, acknowledge yourself, recognize who it is looking back at you in that mirror. Fra- Frank, like, what is that that, that we need to know? Because I think that lends itself to to Lauren's question: is that fear that's holding us back? Uh, what do, what do we need to what do we need to to convey and start like uh, cultivating within ourselves about who's looking back at me in the mirror?
2: Good. Question. Um, yeah, my, my thought is that it starts with your identity. So so who is it that you believe you are? And that and that's really the start of it all. If you believe that you're never going to make it and you believe what everybody's been telling you, then that becomes your identity. And, and that identity is who you're looking at in the mirror. What you want to do is you want to create a new identity, however you need to do that, by saying, listen, I, I'm not going to follow that path. You know, I always, I always joke with my clients and say, you know, a doctor, when he puts on that white lab coat, you know, everybody looks at him like, hey, this guy he must know a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got a white lab coat on. What makes him so <laughs> smart, right? Yeah. As soon as he puts that on and the stethoscope around his neck, you go to this guy, hey, you'll tell him anything, right? Hey, yeah, I've got problems with my back. Because the identity of that doctor and that image is already, already linked in our minds of who this person is. He's got the answers. And we need to create that identity for ourselves where we look in the mirror and say, I've got the answers. I could do this. This has nothing to do with anybody else but myself. It's a mental thing. And once you're able to create that image in your mind of who you want to become and who you are and eliminate all the crap that you've been listening to your entire life, which is meaningless, that's when you start to forge forward. That's when you start to go, you know what? I, I'm incredible. You know, I, I, I used I used to joke. I don't know if you can cuss on the, on this, on the, the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I used to have a phrase when I would get on stage <laughs> and I would say, I own this F in place. You know, I mean, that, that's, yeah. how I would, that's how I would get on stage. You know, 200 people <laughs> would say, I, don't, I own this F in place. You know? And yeah, that, yeah. That, that to me is what helped me to, to, to eliminate fear. Because all, all, in my mind, all I thought of was, if I created this, then it's mine. I own it. So in in every form, that's how I identified with myself. Now, that took Amazing. time to do. That took time to do. It wasn't no, something... I'm just,
0: I'm just listening to because, Laura, like you and I have told it about this before, like, you know, how people hold on to an identity. Yeah. And we, we get stuck there. And, you know, they, that, that means right? a We yep. function from that identity. We make choices from that identity. We... We live our lives from that. And I, I mean, Frank, you're saying now, like, create yourself a new identity. And I think a lot of people haven't even thought of that. they like, what the hell does that mean, right?
1: Well, yeah, because I think a lot of the identity and, you know, I talk generally is often pulled in from outside forces. Um, and I would say probably most of the time. So, yeah. you know, there is this new movement of consciousness, which is also in itself very confusing because everything that emerges has many sides to it. So, you know, it's about the consciousness of it at the end of the day. It's, I've, I really see very uh, unique nuances between the two different mindsets that we play with. They're both amazing, but they function in very, very different ways often. And I would say that, you know, people here are starting to open up to that mindset. And I think a lot of South Africans are already halfway there. You know, it's, it's starting to become clear that we are creators and we can create whatever we want. And that's yeah. such a mind-blowing concept that it's actually hard to grasp. It's like trying to plant yourself next to the universe. You know, it's very hard. But the thing is, everybody, everybody's born with a desire. Everybody's born with natural abilities. Everybody's born with whatever skill set or learns it later on. But there's always a natural something. And I feel like exploring those natural, you know, nuances about yourself are so important because it would lead you in so many, it would answer a lot of questions. Which way do I go? Go that way. It's all about really how you feel, but not about your feelings necessarily. And I, I think that is starting to become a very difficult thing for people. People are looking at themselves. They're, probably judging they're they're like oh my god i'm just looking at myself for the first time like whoa what is this yeah and then slowly having to mill through it and it's such a journey but it's mm. so rewarding now having a business supercharges you through that journey in a way that is unreal i know there's a lot of business owners that go down on their knees and cry at night <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> they will not admit <laughs> that's right we've all been there <laughs>
1: You know, we the great thing that makes us leaders is we stand up and we say, it's okay, we're human. But yeah. I think that that, um, that inquiry into the self is becoming very interesting for people now. And they are starting to see the light of day, but they also have to get through some other things, I think. And so it can be a little confusing. But I think, like you said, once you pass the fear, once you pass the, the muddiness of it, and you start seeing the amazing stuff you can create, it really is amazing to one day just sit here and you have a moment where something you've been working towards for a year, two years, 10 years, emerges in a moment. You know? Yeah. An overnight success that took 10 years. Yeah. What a phenomenal feeling to live for, especially if you've had to go through that inquiry. So I think that inquiry is causing a lot of drama, but it's a good thing. It's It's the the undoing of a lot of bad yeah. habits.
0: Yeah. So yeah, yeah, here's an interesting question. Um, what question should we be asking right now? You know, here in 2021, like being entrepreneurs, being business owners, helping people, doing what we do. What is, in your opinion, what is the question we should be asking right now? What is the question we should be really wanting to understand?
2: <clears throat> I, my, the The question that I would ask myself and I have repeatedly is how do I create a better ideal of myself and And by just asking yourself that question and Lauren touched on something I think is very important is that you know once once the footprint has been made in 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 the universe, that footprint's there it's not like it just dissipates it it stays in in the universe it's like the the four minute mile you know when the first guy did it banister did it you know everybody was like oh it's impossible and then after that after within within months of him doing it like 16 people did it it's like Mm -hmm. how do you get to that point because the footprint was already placed in in the universe it was placed there because somebody can follow in that footstep and there is an awakening and the awakening is, is that people are starting to wake up to everything that's happening around them and go, wait a minute, this doesn't seem right. And, and I, I need to find answers for myself. And those an- answers can only come from within you. And that's why it's best to say, how do I create a better ideal of me? The moment you start to say that is the moment where you start to question more about everything around you and how to, how to become better. There's nothing, there's nothing more beneficial than investing in yourself. There's nothing more more important. Um, how, do we, how do we create that better ideal of us to, to be able to, to, to move through life? And, and there's been so many people that have done it before us to make it easy to understand and grasp. And like Lauren said, I mean, with a matter, you can have a, a, a great idea. That great idea is out there because somebody else has done it. So, so you're picking up on those those frequencies that are surrounding us every day that we can actually start to grasp and go, hey, wait a minute, I can use this. Um, but we have to start by asking ourselves that question because, we, you know, again, the, the universe isn't going to a- answer anything unless we have a good question for it. You know, How do <laughs> I create that better ideal of myself? And it'll answer yeah. you, you know, and it'll answer you.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people also, they struggle. They struggle to find what they are passionate about. I cannot tell you how many people come to me and they're like, oh, you, you do what you love. It's a business. It's, it's, it's a love and hate relationship sometimes. <laughs> but yes, I am so grateful to be able to do that. But that didn't just happen. Yep. You understand. Like This was planned and organized in a very organized fashion. And now we're here eight years later in one of the businesses. But I think a lot of them just say to me, but I don't know what I'm passionate about. I used to, when I used to teach, the kids would say this, I mean, I don't know what I'm passionate about. I'm like, and in my head, I'm like, how do you not know that? But I've probably done so much inquiry where I'm like, well, I mean, they, I just say to people like, get still, like, take note of how you feel when you look at something. Like, if you look at a plant and you're like, oh, that's an ugly plant. Don't, don't grow plants, you know, or, you know, like it's, I think it's really, it's simple and extremely difficult at the same time to do that, it seems. But if you can just pay attention to how you feel when you're doing something, even if it's a hobby, like it could totally be your passion in life. And the truth is it's there to serve other people. So, you know, it's almost your job to kind of inquire to it. It's there for other people too. It's not just for you and your your lovely, lovely time.
2: <laughs> I, I think just to kind of piggyback on that a little bit is that I think what happens is, is you know, and I, I'm experiencing this with, with family members right now is that they're, they're told that, you know, if they're passionate about something, that's not what you want. And, yes. and, and when you get told that too, too often, too many times you start to get deflated and now you start to, you start to mold into something that, that you're not. So now it's yeah. harder to find your passion because you yeah. lost it, um, and it's very unfortunate. Again, I have I have two relatives. Um, since this is live, I won't. <laughs> but, um, let's just say family members, um, and they discourage. You know, and that and that's that's hard to watch because when you're deflating your children and saying that's not what you want, you want what I tell you. You know, then it's 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 hard for them to come back around and go, well, I'm passionate about this. Can I do that? No, you can't do that. You have to do this, you know? Yeah. Uh, and once, you know, we're told that a lot when we're, when we're, you know, growing up, whether it's by our family, whether it's by, you know, governments, whether it's by religions, whether all those things that tell us we can't do something, we start to lose our passion and, and not lose it in the sense that we don't know where it's at, but lose it in the sense that this ain't worth it. It's not, it, I, I love this, but it's not worth the argument. It's not worth, You know, having to explain myself—it's just not worth it. You know, I just—I'll follow the pack, but that pack, like you say, is—is getting smaller. People are starting to go. You know what? I'm doing what I want to do, what I love. Now is the time to do it. So, hats Mm -hmm. off to those people who are doing that.
0: Absolutely. All right. I mean, guys, uh, believe it or not, this has almost been an hour of conversation.
1: Amazing. (laughs) Really. Yeah. (laughs)
2: Crazy. I mean, like.
0: if In one minute, uh, what would you sum up uh, in conversation in one minute to kind of go, okay, you know, if I could share this with people out there today, I'd, I'd want them to know that. What would that be?
2: Um, me, I would say take the time to love yourself. I, I don't think a lot of people take that time and whether you're a business owner or you're just somebody listening to the, to this podcast, you know, just in passing, maybe you found us, you know, I don't, I say there's no such thing as accidents. Um, if this is your first time listening, then you're listening for a reason, but take that time to, to really love yourself. Um, and in that moment of time, you will find so many answers within yourself that you didn't even realize were there. Um, but it, it starts with that moment of time.
1: Yeah. I would, I would uh, go off that as well and say, you know, Once you do that and you find it and you you think you got it, take action. Just do something. Don't tell anybody. Even if you don't, just keep quiet about it. So even if (laughs) if you fail, cool, you fail on your own. That's fine. But just do something. Like do something. Mm. Just take a step. uh, And I'm probably talking to myself here as well now because I have an amazing idea in my mind that I've taken no steps on. But just take a step. Coach, you do know right? You know
2: I'm going to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know a good
1: coach. <laughs> <laughs> I have a great invention in my head, and it just won't go away. And I'm like, okay, obviously, I need to take a step here. And it's been something I've been hammering myself on. So I'm going to commit to doing that. But honestly, it is something I see with people. Like when you find that spark, it's not for nothing. No matter how frivolous it looks, take an action. Just do it.
0: Absolutely, I love it, guys. Thank you for thank you for the conversation. Uh, that was uh, CEO and founder of the Edge Coaching Group, Mr. Frank Lind, and my wonderful uh, candid conversations with my cousin uh, co-host uh, Lauren Britz Photography from Lauren or Lauren Britz from Lauren Britz Photography. <laughs> guys, thank you for for chatting and thank you for for spending some time with me. I absolutely love that.
1: Thank you, Kev. It's been awesome. Thanks, Thanks Frank. You. It was
2: great to see Appreciate you. you. <laughs> me too.
1: Thank thank you guys. See you soon. Bye. Cheers
2: <laughs> for now. See you later. Bye.